uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. Contact Centre is one of the fastest growing areas of technology that we cover here at UC Today. The emergence of omnichannel communication, the innovative use of artificial intelligence technology and the rise of the Internet of Things are propelling the industry forward at an incredible rate. Five9 are one of the world's leading providers of contact centre solutions and in this episode I'm joined by their Director of Product Marketing, Daryl Addington. Daryl talks me through their full product portfolio. Have a listen. Five Nine has an omni-channel contact center product, so it's a it's a it's a product that allows us to essentially find interactions from customers, route those interactions to the appropriately skilled agent within a contact center. Um, that agent could be local, uh, located around the world. Um, one of the things that we rolled out in our last release was a global uh, feature that took local voice pops and put them in locations, strategically located spots around the world, so that when that traffic is voice related. Um, it is getting to the agent in the, f- the shortest pass- possible path and with the highest quality. Um, so overall what we're doing, if I back up a bit, t- is we're taking that um, customer interaction, we're getting it to the agent, we're also supplying the agent with context and information about what that interaction is going to be like. So one of the ways that we do that, obviously, is through self-service or an IVR. So if they start a chat on the website, for example, whether they go through a chat bot first or they go directly to an agent, we can capture information about who that customer is. And we've integrated into CRM so we can go grab additional information. We've got a huge set of APIs and things that we've developed over the years so that we can integrate into all these data systems. We then coalesce all that data using um, 5.9 Genius, something that we just uh, formally released. It's a technology layer. It allows us to identify what pieces of the overall information about that customer, right, could be a lot of data, is going to be relevant for that particular interaction. So what was the customer doing recently? Did they buy a product recently? Maybe it's a support type question. Are they looking at buying a product? Maybe they've been on the website and they're looking at pages about a particular product and categorizing those pages into, okay, it looks like they're interested in buying some kind of an electronic device. So we use that information to get to the right person, service sales at the highest level, um, and then we provide the agent with this sort of guidance. We call it agent guidance, and that agent guidance is intended to allow the agent to say, oh, okay, this looks like it's a service inquiry. It looks like it's a sales inquiry. And I, I can start off by helping not only knowing who the customer is, but you know, being on the same page around what they might be asking about or, or, or how they could help that customer. And those products, 5.9 Genius, the, the, the enhancement behind, all of your products are, are effectively about enhancing that customer experience. And enabling the, the agent with, within a contact center to really provide the best, most optimum service. Yeah, that's correct. And uh, so the, the main product that we sell is called the Virtual Contact Center. And, and it is both inbound and outbound. Um, a lot of people uh, know that our history was with, with, was with outbound. It was quite a strength for us for a number of years. And it's over the last four, four and a half years that we've really started to not only leverage the platform for inbound, but but really enhance some of these other elements that, that I'm talking about in terms of the um, handling of that contextual information to make it easier for the agent. As, as you know, in contact centers, training agents is one of the most difficult things. There's high turnover in terms of the agents, and, and if you have to spend six weeks training every agent that you're going to bring on board, it's going to cost quite a bit of money to, to get that agent up to speed. By providing that guidance to the agent and helping them to try and understand through the use of AI, what that customer is trying to do, you can simplify what they need to do, right? Now they know, okay, the customer's having this problem, I am going to talk to them about this problem, um, and they can spend their time and energy 
connecting with the connecting serving with the customer and serving the customer exactly yeah um, rather than look, looking through you know they, the the term 360 degree view of the customer has always bothered me because an agent doesn't have time to go through a 360 degree view of a customer and figure out what is what's going on and so by giving all that information basically giving it to the agent in a format that they can use they can then focus on on that and, and just sort of interesting, this, this isn't something I had on the running order. Was do you notice a difference in the type of deployments and technology solutions that go into inbound as opposed to outbound call centers? Is is there a difference there, or is it effectively a similar solution but tailored in a slightly different way? It depends on the company and how they're deploying the technology. So if you think about an outbound um, contact center. They could be doing something like lead generation, which is obviously going to be much different than an inbound contact center that's doing support. Um, but what but what most five nine customers are doing is actually a blend of both inbound inbound and outbound. So when we sell, we'll typically sell to the sales organization, which of course is going to have typically a mix of inbound and outbound, and we'll sell to the support organization, which will also have a different type of mix of inbound and outbound. Um, the outbound isn't trying to you know reach somebody that's a that's a that's an existing customer or prospect, it's trying to notify the customer of something that's going on proactively with their account. Like, you know, and it doesn't have to be on the phone. It could be on uh, SMS or via some other channel, basically saying that thing we talked about when you called earlier, that's being taken care of now, or the product is shipped, or the product has arrived, or um, we've, we've resolved your case. You know, please contact us at, at the earliest convenience. Yeah, effect- effectively keeping it within that, that knowledge thread, and I realize thread is probably right. used from somewhere else. That, that, ef- that effectively is the idea, isn't it? And in terms of particular market sectors uh, and sizes of organizations, what's the sort of main profile there? For, is it across the board or are there particular areas in terms of size or market verticals where you do particularly well? Well, there's certain market verticals that have a higher propensity towards needing the types of customer service and sales, you know, uh, capabilities that the Five Nine platform enables. But we don't, we're not, we're not specifically in any industry. And if you look at our customer base, we're in, we're essentially in all industries. But having said that, retail finds us extremely um, valuable, uh, partly because we're cloud, which is a slightly different paradigm over five years ago. We can scale with retail organizations around the holidays, for example, if they need to increase the number of agents. Um, we tend to have a large number of customers that are growing really fast, and we were just at a session, Michael and I, and um, we were there were a whole bunch of people at the session. It was uh, DoorDash, and uh, uh, one of the five nine customers was there talking. Fantastic presentation, and um, and she was just talking about how fast they were scaling, and they're at uh, three thousand agents today, and they're going to five thousand by the end of the year is what they're expecting to go to. So. Being able to scale from that perspective is something that we do very well at Five Nine, not just because we're a cloud company, but because of some of the architectural decisions that that, that we've made as we built the product out. And also, what you were mentioning before in terms of that that global availability. I'm not sure about the particular customer you were mentioning then, whether they were just based in the U.S. or global. But having that, not only the like you said, the architectural nuances to be able to to, to scale dramatically, but also the to be able to do that globally, if you want to open up a site in Europe or whatever that is, that's that's really important for a customer, isn't it, about a cloud-native solution? Yeah, that's exactly right. And DoorDash is, um, and if you don't know them, they are they deliver food from restaurants. So what they do is you go out on their website. They have certain merchants or re- restaurants that um, that uh, that have signed up with them, and you can pick off of their menu. And then one of their deliverers, a dasher they call them, will go pick up the food for you at the restaurant and bring it back to wherever you are and deliver it to you. So that's their business model. And, yeah, they are, they are global. They have contact centers all over the world. And so some of the things that Five Nine has added 
um, to enable that to make that easier it, are very beneficial. Um, the, uh, the, the regional voice pops is one of the things that we did in the release last year. And, and what that essentially does is it sticks the, I mentioned at the beginning of our, our, our podcast here, um, it sticks the uh, voice local to the, the agent. So we have pops in Japan and, and Sydney, for example, and and so if the contact center agents are in Malaysia and the, the, the folks that are actually handling the support call for the Dasher, um, when the customer makes that phone call, we bridge that using voice over IP to that agent in Malaysia, and we're able to do that without any uh, delays or in, with a high quality of voice. Um, so Just maximizing that quality, minimizing the latency, all that sort of thing. That's right, yeah. And we handle all that, and that makes it way easier than it used to be. I mean, if, if you look back 10 years in terms of how to set up a global contact center with agents all over the world, the amount of infrastructure and cost that it took to put all that together and get it running was was um, mind-boggling. And it, it took huge initiatives in, in companies to get, the, to get finance to approve those types of projects and put them together. And now um, companies don't even really need to worry much about how that all gets done in terms of the fiber, the, the um, relationships with the carriers in the, in the regional areas. Five Nine's doing all of that on, it, on their behalf. The infrastructure exists in the cloud, and they can just leverage it and focus on doing what they're doing, which is trying to develop great relationships with their customers. And in the case of DoorDash, their, their three-sided market, which is the merchants, the dashers, and the customers. And I realize you've, you've already touched on some of these, and there's an immediate differentiator between... Five nine and some of the, the the legacy contact center providers, but within the CCAS market specifically, what do you as Five Nine try and do? And uh, as I said, I realize you've mentioned some of those technology things which do differentiate you. But what are your main focus in terms of differentiating from a, effectively a very competitive market? Yeah, um, so great question. I think one of the things that, in addition to some of the product areas that we've been talking about, one of the things that sets Five Nine apart is um, the way that we handle um, the entire customer engagement. Um, from uh, uh, Dan Berkland, who's the head of sales and support and the professional services organization, make sure that that group is um, is understanding the customer's issues and driving towards solving those with our technology, um, uh, kind of at a fundamental level. So uh, not just, okay, here's the, here's the technology, it's in the cloud, you know, good luck with that and give us a call if you have any problems, but... What are your challenges currently uh, inside the contact center? You know, how does your how does your operation work? Are you a B two C company? Are you a B two B? Are you a combination of both? Are we de- delivering this inside sales? Are we delivering it in service? What are some of the concerns that you have, for instance, in education, like students and signing up students so that they can um, start attending classes is one of the biggest challenges for universities. And our professional services, when they engage with customers, works with those customers to understand. Okay, so what are the, you know, what are the, what are the business problems? Then we take the platform and the service that we're providing, and we deploy that out uh, to those customers to solve those problems. Um, and then, of course, we support it. And one of the things that we do that's unique there is we have technical account managers. And those technical account managers understand the customer's business, but they also understand the Five Nine technology, and that puts them in a great position to be able to respond very rapidly. If there's changing dynamics at the customer, if they need to scale up, if they uh, roll it out to a new set of agents, they can provide all that. They can also help with the you know usage of the technology so that the customer gets the most out of it. That's really interesting. I've never come across technical account managers. So I've come across it from a sales perspective where obviously you have a, a sales member or sales team that's particularly aligned to one customer. But, but generally from a, from a support and technical perspective, it tends to be 
you get one generic technical pool but with you guys you have specific people aligned to specific customers which obviously gives them a huge amount of knowledge about that customer is a real I've, I haven't come across that before yeah it's uh it, it it's not unique to five nine but i was super excited when i came on board at five nine that we were taking that approach because i've seen it try i've seen it in other companies not get done the way that a technical account manager can really handle it and again because it's this awesome mix of understanding the business and the business problems and the technology that you're going to use to solve it and so you really get that kind of close relationship with the customer that that helps and it and it shows in terms of our retention with our customers and you said before a lot of your solutions are, are completely customer led so that that is obviously a massive differentiator isn't it instead of you know putting r&d into a product that you you know effectively might not be tailored for a customer's needs you're taking it the other way around and and listening to a customer and developing from there we do and i don't want to overstate that we do have the services largely out of the box so really what we're doing is we're configuring things we're not building anything from scratch because we're a a true cloud service and we're multi-tenanted which means that all when we push an upgrade out to our customer base we push it out to the entire customer base so everything that professional services does is about tweaking and configuring the service that we have um, having said that, though, what you're getting at is the customer feedback, and we did actually just recently have a customer advisory board that was at our CX Summit in California on the West Coast, and that was great. That We got really good feedback from, from our customers there. We said, here's, here's, you know, here's all the new stuff in case you haven't heard about it. We had sessions that we were talking about that as well. Um, here's where we're going, and you tell us where you want us to go. And we spent a lot of time, the majority of the time, was actually listening to those customers and understanding their businesses so that we can... Um, create a platform that's going to work not just for them obviously today but into the future as well and one thing that I wanted to understand from you and I, and I guess it, it effectively you touched on it there is how you can best enhance the sort of product vision and development with, with a go-to-market strategy I suppose that ties into very much to what we we're talking about but, that, right. but that's an interesting angle for me in, in terms of how that how that all fits together from a 5.9 perspective yeah, um, so it's interesting because if you take a look at where the contact center market is today, most customers are still on-premises, so somewhere between 10 and, uh, say, 18% have moved to the cloud based on the best analysis that's available from, from, from uh, analysts. So there's a long way to go. So there's into- a long way to go, right. And if you take a look at our, at our growth, which I won't talk at, about specifically, but you can find those numbers uh, you know, in publicly available areas, uh, uh, the we're, we're working very hard towards converting those on-premises contact centers to this new digitally enabled contact center um, experience in the cloud, and that's the majority of our business right now. I mean, so if you think, I, 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 there's the there's the there's the metaphor of low-hanging fruit, right? So if you but if you think about a market and an approach to a market from the perspective of apples in an orchard, right now. Five Nine's business is growing very rapidly based on customers getting off of that old on-premises technology and moving it into the cloud. At some point in the future, um, the company is going to need to continue the growth, and that's when you start to take a look at different market segments and different go-to-market strategies for how you can um, take new initiatives, take new products, add value onto the existing um, service that you have available and sell that, cross-sell that to an existing customer base. And, and we have a, a lot of those things that are underway um, at the moment, taking a look at where we're going next. And we've got some of them that we're starting to do, but the, the vast majority is, uh, is coming from that. In terms of a go-to-market approach for this idea of taking on-premises from going on-premises into the cloud, um, our channel team is, has been developing our channel quite a bit. So a lot of the traditional um, 
uh, contact center resellers that are out in the marketplace as an example um, that have been focused on selling on-premises solutions are now taking a look at the cloud, right? They, I mean, they have to. Everybody's talking about the cloud. Everybody's moving to the cloud. Um, the, the, um, the wave is, is we're, 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 through, we're down the, the, the hype cycle and we're uh, you know, going into Main Street in, in a huge way. And so all those companies um, are developing relationships with Five Now. We're developing relationships with them, um, and we're seeing some good progress there. So, another element to that kind of go-to-market in terms of this land rush that's happening right now around on-premises to cloud. And I suppose part of that rush to the cloud, and this, I have to do this on every interview I uh-huh. do, just to talk about shiny emerging tech. One of the biggest drivers for maybe someone who's had a traditional on-premise contact center it's very difficult to leverage the benefits of emerging technologies in the on-premise environment without completely ripping out and starting again, whereas a cloud environment allows that much more agile and faster adoption and, and that, that sort of area. Yeah, it's true. It's, um, I have been in the contact center industry for, for most of my career, and um, watching the companies adopt the cloud in the beginning, you go, okay, well, it, yeah, it's going to be a subscription model, okay, you know, it, it's going to um, uh, be faster and easier. Okay, you know, uh, but but once once I started to get exposed more to how cloud operates and Salesforce kind of led the way there on the CRM side, everything's pre-done. And and this is a point that I've made before, which is that um, the the onus of getting the product right is on the cloud company. It has to be. And the reason for that is that if you roll it out in a multi-tenanted architecture to all your customers, if you don't get it right, your phone lines are going to explode, your email is going to explode, you're going to hear about it really, really, really fast. That's very true, and I didn't really think about that, but you're right. You're going to hear about it really quickly, and so you have to get it right before you roll it out. Whereas in an on-premises world, you could kind of like, you know, get it out there. Oh, it didn't, you know, let's, okay, we'll call that a beta. Let's pull it back, and we'll fix it a little bit. We'll try it again. Um, and so, so, so that changes the paradigm quite a bit. The APIs, which has you know, is related to the cloud around the RESTful APIs and a lot of the APIs that are available. And the pre-built integrations changes the game in a significant way. Um, we've got pre-built integrations into all the CRMs into WFO. We actually run WFO software in our data center, which gives our customers a a, a total way to adopt that type of technology directly from Five Nine. So we sell it, we implement it. We support it, and it runs in our cloud. Of course, we build a customer for it. So in terms of an integrated, we call it all-in-one service, in terms of that in- integrated kind of a, a service offering, it's, it's really uh, unparalleled in an on-premises world where you, would, you might have the integration, but the onus was on the customer to stitch all these things together. Absolutely. You'd have to put another separate, effectively, piece of the jigsaw puzzle to, on, whereas you guys are providing that whole jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is correct. So... Um, I kind of circled around your question a little bit in terms of why does cloud change the game so much. But, but those are the big areas. Uh, it's pre-built. Uh, it, it works out of the box. It's configured, not professional services built. There's not services. It's configured. It's got pre-integrations into all the different pieces of the contact center that you need in order to, to run a successful contact center. And, um, and we iterate at a much faster rate, which is the one thing that we didn't talk about in a cloud environment. You can iterate very quickly. You can roll out fixes. You can roll out new features. And you can get those out to your entire customer base. And you don't have to do a, an upgrade. There's no work, you know. There's no work from the customer's perspective to get the, those new benefits. It just it happens. Well, that was actually a very concise summary there of, of, of the benefits. we do. So, Daryl, thank you so much for coming and having a chat. I really appreciate pleasure. your time. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. 
Massive thanks to Daryl and to Five9 for coming onto the podcast to explain more about Contact Centre and their proposition in the industry. If you want to know more about Five9, there is loads of content on our website at uctoday.com, including an interview I did with their CEO, Rowan Trollope. Also, don't forget about our UC Awards, where we will be recognising the most disruptive and innovative companies across the unified communications and collaboration industries. Applications are open now until the end of August, so find the awards page on the website for more details. That's all for now, though. Thanks for listening.